0: Do you ever think about the decay, when you're living, on centre stage, the spotlight is on you, away from the green room full of old faces, from different days, I wonder what Ben will show up today, the skyrocketing guy, and so it begins, the implosion of the mind. I haven't forgotten what it's like to be rotten. Hello, and in this episode, we'll explore the distinct attributes of a problem gambler and look at a possible remedy to cure the gambling disease for good. I am Ben. And here is my Cameron story.
1: Yeah, dear Diary dear Diary dear Diary dear Diary Hello there Diary Entry. Dear Diary I just feel like I need to go through Out of my head. Today I had a bit of Fuck up Really lucky to be here actually Well I started with 35 Obviously my gambling urges do come when I'm bored And well I've got no money but It's almost as if I knew I was going to lose it all It's not subterfuge But it's definitely up there I'm really struggling Everyone knows my previous With regards to the casino what's that going to cost me 150, that's three quid, three quid, that's nearly half my wage already. How can you not learn? How? How can you not learn? You should get things done too. There's no excuse, mate. Are you in a good place then? I never want to be in this situation ever again, and I'm not going to be in this situation ever again. Quite interesting to see how the pleasure and the purpose are starting to overlap. I'm so desperate. We'll get through it. More than that, I'm all groovy. Anyhow, lots of love, and I love you very much. All right, nice. I'll see you in a bit. Do you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Over and out. then.
0: Diary of a Gambling Kid. Episode 3. What if you can't shake it off? What if it's more than a fever? What stage does this make me at now? What if my family knew? Why, why, why? Had it taken me so long to reach this point? What if I do want to change, but I just don't know how. What if this is it? My life forever. Spiraling thoughts, whirling around. When problem gambling becomes an addiction, it is also referred to in the medical field as pathological gambling, a gambling disorder, and compulsive gambling. Problem gamblers are affected in their own ways. Some problem gamblers may show signs of being constantly fixated on where the next gambling fix is going to come from. Others gamble with larger sums of money to achieve the sense of thrill and reward that they're craving. And some even steal money or ask others to lend them it just so that they can carry on in my world and how I was affected I would continue to gamble even though you can see the damage being caused to your finances social life work and family relationships
1: I so desperate to earn money because I've got things going on and totally put everything else down like,
0: I was unhappy at home
1: the reason I'm not here right now is because I feel like I have hit hey,
0: rock bottom. Gambling until my last pound had gone. The only thing that was gonna stop me was just me failing, like me, like as if that's the only thing that was gonna satisfy me, that very weird. I thought it was possible that, to be honest. So yeah, I've been entire box of fucking hard in the and Always finding devious ways. ...to hide the extent of my gambling from others. I'll be excited to see him tomorrow.
1: And... ...got that on of but, you know...
0: ...we'll get through it. Feeling powerless to stop gambling. Even when there's a great need... ...and desire to do so. There is no quick fix. In fact... ...the financial stress is caused was not the most difficult issue to shake off. I was in a position where I could increase the amount of shifts I could work. I needed to fix me. What's the most you've ever wanted something? Perhaps career progression? Backpacking around South America? The latest gadgets? So, about that new job, the Peruvian trip of a lifetime, the PS5, If you want it, you work hard, albeit and it will come. I had to get rid of my fractured belief system. I'd find myself relying on two good to be true scenarios to come through. And so the gambling mentality strikes, no work needed, just the turn of a card, roll of a dice, goal being scored would bail me out. You can achieve the dream because luck will be on my side. What else is there left to take? What I wanted was an escape. I was as far from myself than ever before. I needed money. In my early diary entries, I'd lost it all. When you find yourself in a financial hole from gambling, disconnected from the world, I was becoming less of myself by the second dopamine hit from the initial big win back in 2015 had clouded my moral compass. I was now getting more pleasure from the near misses than the wins themselves. And well, 16th of August, I'd lost everything again. This was a common theme. The final week of my radio broadcasting course was only days away. The reason for me being in London altogether Assessments still need to be completed. In this diary entry, you'll find a lost soul on the streets of Holborn. Bar shift over, 10 o'clock. I wasn't ready to face my reality yet. It was escape time. The rational mind would take the money, daily night's sleep and get back to work the following day. Not my mind, not a compulsive gambler's mind. In the following diary entry, from the 17th of August 2018, the age of 21 was in its full glory. I thought it was on its way out, finally. Or so I thought I was an addict and I couldn't shake off the cold. Gambling was more severe. This was a disease. Please respect the level of privacy in this next siren tree, you'll understand, here is a person I do not want to be, a lucky loser. Gambling Kid. Episode 3.
1: So just a quick one tonight. Right, so basically I'm in Holborn now, just walking back from Tottenham Court Road. Um, me, William, and Yuli from work. I've been to the casino, um, which I was okay with because I've had... My Obviously everyone knows my previous with regards to the casino and I knew that I wouldn't, you know, do anything stupid um, at all, actually. Um, Anyhow, ended up leaving there with, well, I started with 35 and I've ended up coming out with over 100, um, like 150-odd. I'm just giving a fiver to a homeless lady. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's just happened. So I'm just walking home now. Um, I'm gonna get on the bus two for three for an hour, and then I'm gonna get home. Um, with regards to assignments that uh, I tried to do before, assignments-wise, I I, st- I started jazz of M1. I didn't finish it and it was a bit poor for me if I'm honest so I need to get that done tomorrow and the adverts and then I can fucking start doing my essays that I need to do <laughs> um, but yeah no to be honest with year if anything was as productive as it was today not with to do with money because before I got to work today I was actually getting my head down and I was actually getting into the Jazz FM jingle um, so if if any of that Willpower um, <laughs> kicks off, and, uh, then I wish i will be okay, to be honest. Um, I've just had a weird bloke walking behind me for the past five minutes, and he's, he's um, right next to me now. Anyhow um, Yeah proper That's, uh, that's I'm But yeah All good um, Just I'm just going to chill Just going to chill it And then I'm going to No it's definitely Definitely think finding... I'm not too sure <laughs> A bit weird if nice definitely following mate hundred percent so weird but brilliant at the same time I don't think you get any like, anywhere else <laughs> except London so yeah fantastic fantastic actually so weird brilliant yeah that's so weird what the fuck yeah, so basically, I'd finished my shift today after I did my. Well, I did. So I started doing my jingle, then work came, I had to buy my shirt, and my shirt, and then. Oh, went to work, obviously. And then went to work, then we had drinks afterwards. Look, I know I shouldn't be going out, no, know I didn't do the assessments. At the same time, I wouldn't have done it if I knew that I couldn't have. I, I knew physically that I wouldn't be able to pull it out. You know what I mean? So. If you don't know what I mean, I don't think you know what I mean, because I think I'm the only person that, that I know what I mean. Um, and then we went to the casino after, which I don't know why. Nevertheless, I've come back with 140-odd, maybe 120 quid up from what I started with. Whatever I had in there, it was fine, it fluctuated. But to be honest with you, I know low in there sort of got hooked, and I know it was... It's just sort of he's still there now basically um, with us and I know for a fact that they're going to leave empty and if they don't then fair play but at the same time the the amount of times you know that they were up and everything like that the whole rigmarole I mean I've been through it all so I know what I know what I'm about I've been there I've done that but yeah I'm up I'm walking home I'm literally about to get the bus in about five minutes so yeah I, <laughs> I'm happy, I can wake up tomorrow, I'll have this money in my pocket, I'm just going to do my work tomorrow that I need to do, so do my assignments, assignment, do. do my jingles, do my adverts, get them boxed off pretty soon, and then once I've got those boxed off, then I'll be able to get on my... Writing assignments, I'm going to do the 2,500 first, and then I'm going to do the uh, thing you want, and then I want to Thursday to finish those. So, one to Wednesday, boom. That's it, really. Um, big week ahead, but it's all going to be Anyhow, I've seen a bit, okay, uh, Ben. I think the date today is 20, uh, it's the 17th of August, uh, and it's a Friday. All the best.
0: That was me then. And this is me now. You heard right. I won money. But I had lost. Listening back to this footage, even now it's hard to hear myself justify going to the casino after all the damage that it has caused me. It took me so long to reach this crisis point without me even knowing about it. I had been manipulating the people in my environment To protect myself from the consequences of real pain. I was now living by myself. Rent had to be paid. I had to eat. The eight-week counselling in 2016 had stopped crises like this from happening. I'm in London to follow my radio dreams. I thought I was on the upward trajectory. I have never been homeless. But if I carry on the way I'm going and didn't have that comfort blanket I was heading there I wonder what if those in my life weren't performing such rescue efforts I may have experienced this change inducing crisis earlier perhaps I could have been put in a Truman Show-esque simulator with the world watching me live from the outside just so that I didn't have to put them through the pain Masking the people in my environment from my addiction was never my problem. The addiction had masked itself from me. What if I didn't identify that I had a problem in the first place? If I hadn't identified a problem but my friends, family and work colleagues did? A formal intervention would have had to motivate me, suggesting the version of rock bottom I was heading towards was on the horizon. Pushing the pain they felt onto me. My interventioners could use the CRAFT, Community Reinforcement and Family Training Programme, by Bob Myers, or Family-Based Intervention Technologies, by Vernon Johnson. I mean, if I was an interventioner, I would look there for guidance. There are no measurable differences, in treatment outcomes between voluntary and coerced admissions into addiction treatment. After my bush journey, on the 243 from Holborn to Hoxton, home was near, I started thinking about the state I had left my room in. The pizza boxes and ice cream tubs stacked in my room were already starting to rub salt and sugar into the wound. As the self-pity senses arise and the reality hits, I ask myself, what did it used to be like? when I had love for myself. This episode's perspective looks at grounding. I hugged a tree, a big oak tree. I did it on a dog walk about three months ago. You heard me, a tree hugger. For a bald man, I felt interconnected, as if avatar life existed. You know, with the long hair and connects to the ground. and The spirituality has not left me from the
1: previous episode.
0: You may think I'm a tad balmy. I don't do it every day. In fact, only once in a blue moon. When I do it, it reminds me of me. In 2018, when my life was toing and throwing, I'd lost touch with my core values that I had incubated in my brain and body since I was a young boy. My belief system wasn't tatters. Grounding helped me remember who I am and what I stand for, bringing human nature to the forefront of my being. If you don't quite fancy hugging a tree, which I totally get, totally get, or maybe you don't live in, near any trees. Taken from the Little Book of Pause by Danielle Marchant, the grounding process has more discreet exercises to feel more in touch with yourself. You'll need ten minutes and a seat outside. You follow sensory instructions that hone in on your breathing, the sounds around you, the yeah. air, but you can touch. The rustling on the trees, the sound of traffic or an aeroplane in the distance. Allowing yourself to hear what you hear and feel what you feel. Allowing your gaze to remain soft and returning your attention back to your seat. You'll feel grounded as you come back to your natural rhythm of breathing. And then you take a moment to notice how you feel. Now, I've given a very brief synopsis there. You can find more exercises similar to this one by Daniel Marchant in The Little Book of Paws. Tonight's fever footage was taken from a venue called The Green Room in Pai, Northern Thailand. Once COVID has cleared up, lead the way. And a big thanks to Rafi Bushman for letting me use his track Look up in my introduction, go and check him out on Soundcloud and Spotify, unbelievable. Oh, and Bandcamp as well, Raffi Bushman, amazing. One day at a time, just one day at a time, addiction is in no rush to get you. If you are in need of professional help, please check out the links in the description of this episode. I've also put a link in there to a questions and answers booklet from the Gamblers Anonymous.org. Most problem gamblers answer yes to seven of the twenty questions. Get in touch via email, the Diary of a Gambling Kid Podcast at gmail.com and Facebook, the Diary of a Gambling Kid Podcast and on Instagram as well. It's just at the Diary of Gambling Kid podcast for all updates. Remember, the time will pass. Love for yourself is in your DNA. It takes more than just an ICU to keep you alive. This podcast is dedicated on telling you what compulsive gambling is really like in the modern world with weekly diary entries and reflective perspectives. I'm not a psychology expert, trained therapist or even a class clown. I'm a compulsive gambler. I did not attend counselling sessions and Gambler's Anonymous meetings to learn the recovery programmes. I went to save my life. Reaching my version of rock bottom, started my journey on closing the door on gambling for good. I'm blessed to have a solid support network around me, but for many, there is no turning point moment. This podcast says hello to those when others may not. The Diary of a Gambling Kid Episode 3